Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Dan McLaughlin is here. Before we get to Danny, the Dolphins have issued this release in regards to the passing of Don Shula. It says, Don Shula was the patriarch of the Miami Dolphins for 50 years. He brought the winning edge to our franchise and put the Dolphins and the city of Miami in the national sports scene. Our deepest thoughts and prayers go out to Marianne, along with his children, Dave, Donna, Sharon, Anne, and Mike. Dan McLaughlin in studio, Michelle Smallman, Randy Carricker, and you two literally grew up with Don Shula oh, yeah. being the king of the NFL. For sure. Uh, from my point of view, I mean, he was the greatest coach going at that point. And then he got Marino, and then you saw just an explosion of what they did offensively. And it was fun to watch the evolution of what he was able to do with Dan Marino uh, and, and had just winning teams wherever he went. So, I, I yeah, I'm with you there. Also, I like his uh, steakhouses, too. Yeah. He had, remember when he had one I here did. for like uh, six months or so? It was yeah. called 347. That's the number of wins that he had. And it was uh, the Don Shula's 347 Steakhouse. I, uh, yeah, I mean, it's. I miss a lot of things right now, by the way. Yeah, me too. I miss steakhouses. Steak I, I miss. I don't know if I miss the NFL because I just am pained by it. Yeah. But I'm going to watch it. If it was there, oh, I'd be watching it. Yeah, I was going to say, we'd all so be I, you know, let's, let's just be honest about it. Um, miss a lot of baseball, you know, miss, uh, miss a lot of things, but I'm glad to be here. So let's let it rip. Fired up to have you here. We all miss baseball, Dan, but I, I want to do kind of a confidence check with you. Yeah. You know, you talk to a lot of people. So where are you at on, on the confidence scale that we will get baseball back, quote, relatively soon? Yeah, I'm going to talk about it on the show, but um, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that we will have baseball. Now, what is it going to look like? I'm not so sure. Um, I love the idea, idea of the three divisions of having 10 teams and regionalized and that kind of thing. I even think going forward, I like that in a quote-unquote normal season. Uh, obviously, that would have to be collectively bargained, but I do like that idea. I do think that – well, I look at it this way, Michelle. I go back to end of March, early April. I have been, from day one, very positive in saying we are going to have sports but if you go back to a month ago, which seems like 10 years ago, yeah. think about where we're going to be a month from now and then a month from that. And that's July. And we've got to get sports back. I, I, I just I think we're finding that sports is so important to uh, not only what we're doing in our city, but the, just the American psyche of having something to look forward to. Now, the biggest thing is testing. we got to have testing. Testing can't come at the expense of the people on the front line. But I've even had some people say to me, is testing in sports more important, not to say, I need to rephrase it, more important, well, let me just say it this way, is it more important for them to have testing in sports ahead of the general public? And I don't think you can do that. The optics would be terrible. But 
if there is a way that you can have testing for these players and to keep them safe and to keep the traveling party safe, you've got to do it. you got to get it going. We've got to get the economy going again, and sports is a big way to do it. I really believe that. In one of Jeff Passon's pieces, he wrote about a soccer team, a European soccer team, that financed I saw that. five tests for every single test that one of their players got. That's a smart way for sports to go about this. I agree, um, and that cures some of the optics and the problems that you may have because we have to remember that we love sports. This is how we make our living. This is what we do. We talk about it 24-7. There are people out there, I don't know many of them, that don't talk about sports. They may not even like sports. They like the arts. They like something else that has – I know that's not you, Randy. Um <laughs> That's definitely not you. <laughs> no. But there are people that, you know, will say, I I don't care if sports comes back. It hasn't made a dent in my life one bit. Me personally, it's made a huge dent in my life, my personal life of what I love to do, my my living, all those things. So I do believe, though, and we're seeing it with, like, The Last Dance, how many people are just seeing something that brings them to sports, even the casual fan they love it. They want to see it. They want to be entertained. And and I think that's something that we all miss. Okay, two things. Number one, I have been to Powell I've I've been to Powell Symphony Hall three times. Once as a for a field trip when I was like in third grade. <laughs> you probably went in kicking and screaming. I did. But then there was another time where they played with a was it, was it after that Prince would be died? Cool. It was awesome. That's yeah. amazing. Was great. The guy was terrific. They brought him in from Vegas. That's the best halftime Super Bowl ever. In my mind. It was really good. That was pretty good. Yeah, when the rain was coming, he's doing purple rain. I yeah, like that, that part. Was but anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm partial to the one with Aerosmith, Britney Spears, and NSYNC, but we'll keep okay. it moving. And the absolute worst was you 2 <laughs> It was the worst. And then, uh, it, because that was the halftime of Super Bowl 36. I know. There was nothing good oh, about that. Oh, okay. got it. And then, uh, I also went, they did a Frank Sinatra uh, where they, the that St. Louis cool Symphony Orchestra played with a Sinatra imitator. So that was cool, too. So I, there there has been a modicum of culture in my life. Anything else? That I've been to Paul Symphony Hall for? No, just any other culture. Oh, it, Gilligan's Island. And food. Yeah, right. <laughs> Plenty I, of culinary, uh, I'm sure, expertise coming from the Carriker household. Actually, one thing that has happened in the last five, well, since the Rams left, we have become... Muni season ticket holders. Really? I go to the, every Muni show now. Yeah. Do you enjoy it? Sometimes. <laughs> See, they, they, they start the shows when it gets dark. Yeah. And it's usually very comfortable. At that time, you, I mean, that's so, the one thing about yeah. the Muni, when it's hot. I, I'm, oh, oh, man, my you're cooking in there yeah. sometimes. Even <laughs> yes. then they have the fans going. Randy, what's your favorite Muni show you've ever seen now that we're here? I really enjoyed um, Monty Python with the Spamalot. That, that was terrific. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. I saw that. It's funny. Yeah. They actually did a really good job of Mary Poppins at uh, at the Muni. That wouldn't, uh, I got to be honest, it's probably not going to really <laughs> get me going. And then they, the Buddy Holly story a few years ago was good. I would like that because of the music. Yeah. yeah. All right, so, I'm in. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there, there's just, some good ones. You got If you're going to do it, you're just going gonna to have to appeal to me because this is all about me. Not uh, necessarily I, me going to the totally. Muni. The Muni's going to have to appeal to me, yeah. which I'm sure they're guy? really worried about. What's that? Are you a theater guy, Dan? I yeah. I, when I'm in New York, I go all the time. Really? I love oh, it. Yeah. Go to that TKTS place uh, where you get the half price tickets right at the end of yep. Times Square. Yep. It's great. Well, you just go down to the, the the hotel and you you go see the concierge and you say, okay, give me something that's really cool that's going on. You know, give me some culture. And so the guy says, okay, we have Mary Poppins. No. Okay, <laughs> but we do have, um, you know, like the Billy Joel one or 
there was Aida, which was the uh, yep. Elton John one. I loved it. it I great. thought it was awesome. So, have you seen Hamilton on Broadway yet? I haven't. Next I, time I really you guys want to get do it. to New York, you have to because Michelle's seen it. I've seen it a couple times. It really is. It's the best piece of art that I've ever seen. It's incredible. Yeah, I want to see it. I um, I miss that too. I miss an off day in a neat city. Yeah, you know, that that kind of stuff. But we're going to get back to it. It's going to happen, and it's all going to explode at one time, and I can't wait for when it happens. It'll be good for us. Dan, you mentioned The Last Dance and how America's really rallying around The Last Dance. Randy and I talked about it uh, earlier this morning. And when I'm watching The Last Dance and I'm watching Michael Jordan and his greatness and his competitiveness, I think a lot about Albert Pujols and about Tony La Russa, just the way that... He had that gear that was on all the time and could Killers. take it to another level. Killers. Yes. And I was texting. In a good way. In a great way. And I was texting with someone last night. Yeah, and it's I not was... like having Aaron Hernandez on your team. <laughs> Randy, let her finish, please. Thank you. You know, I forgot about the Hernandez stuff, Randy. That was a good uh, Netflix. That was really good. Oh, yeah. anyway. Really good. But really uh, good. We digress. <laughs> we digress. But for people in quarantine, if you need something to watch, queue up the Aaron Hernandez yeah. doc. But I was thinking about what. In my mind, in my lifetime as a Cardinals fan, if there was a Mount Rushmore of competitive Cardinals, I could rattle four to ten off the top of my head. But even just La Russa, Pujols, Yachty, I mean, the list goes Chris on Carpenter. and on. Chris Carpenter. I mean, the fact that we've had so many of those guys with that, quote, killer instinct, yeah, is amazing. Yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm going to get into the Pujols thing. Um, Ricky Horton is going to be one of my guests coming up next hour. and. I found it really interesting. Did you guys see the story about Albert over the weekend? Mm-hmm. And I just threw this at uh, Ricky. I said, Ricky, I'm going to give you, uh, you know, I'm going to do this with him and try to get him in, you know, a little bit of trouble. But I, I said, have you thought about Albert saying he's not going to retire? The DH is in the National League, and you bring <laughs> oh, to us. Oh. Might as, you know, we're doing talk radio. You can have a little fun with yeah. it. And um, I would love to see that, man. That would be kind of cool. I. I was thinking about, I was listening to you guys of my favorite moments, and I'm assuming you were going to ask me at some point about that, but if not, I'm going to go ahead and ask myself yeah, the question. No, we were going to um, ask you. I would say the three home run game at Wrigley, hit five hits, and that was pretty cool. That's the game that's on MLB Network now. The Houston uh, Astros home run that just shocked everybody, mm-hmm. and then the, the great camera work of seeing the Astros in their in their <laughs> dugout, and guys are like, are you kidding me? He did it. And... That was great, yeah. and Andy Pettit. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. And I think to to I think back to last uh, last year. I that was an emotional weekend for a lot of people, and and I I just think that it it really if there were any bad feelings on either side, those have been time has kind of erased those. It subsided, and it was more of a celebration of his career in St. Louis. So I, that was probably my favorite home run that I saw him hit. It was amazing. I don't know if you heard me say, but uh, at his basketball game here, the uh, All-Star Charity Basketball Game in January, he told me that was the greatest thing in his career. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Isn't That's that pretty cool. For I mean, all the stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think back to when he had hit number 2,000, um, and that was against, ironically enough, against the Cubs. You know, and just, just the history of, of how he always came to the ballpark prepared to play, but then on the biggest stage and the biggest moments and the biggest pressure as it pertains to Jordan... Um, and Albert and some of those guys that are, are just great performers, they find a way to slow down the moment and perform. And there's very few guys that can do that. And that's the one thing I've taken away. If I'm a pro athlete watching the documentary right now, and a lot of these guys that are pro athletes now 
they maybe didn't understand the greatness of Jordan. They were kids. And now you go back and watch it. How does that not motivate you to say, that's how it's done? I was going to do this for next segment, but I'll do it now, and then we'll just have a shorter crossover. Do you two think that this documentary, especially because LeBron is not playing now, is kind of tilting the LeBron versus Michael debate in Michael's favor because we're seeing the greatness of Jordan and we know that LeBron's won two and Michael's won six but now we're seeing how physically dominant LeBron's the most physically dominant specimen ever but Michael with his abilities is he he was a, a guy that could take over as they said last night the alpha among all the alphas on the dream team I think at least in my mind this is kind of separating Michael from LeBron a little bit a little bit but it's recency bias, right? Either way, whether it's the LeBron fans or the fact that we're watching this documentary right now. But I read uh, in The Athletic when they were talking to the director, I think it was Richard Deitch who did it, about the road that it took to get this documentary made. And they had this footage for years and years and, and they had to get Jordan's consent to do it and he never wanted to do it. And part of the pitch to him was, hey, this is a LeBron era. These kids coming up right now watching the NBA, they don't know how great you are. Yeah. They're wearing they're looking at Jordan as a shoe that they wear for fashion and it's time to tell them who you are and that's part of the reason that he agreed to do this. And I think when you watch him and the fact that he can he's already at an elite level and then can find another level no matter what the circumstances are and he does it consistently over and over and over again, yeah, I think a lot of people who may not have watched him live are watching this unfold and say, well, yeah, he was the greatest of all time. The thing I've taken away is how much I forgot about the physicality of the of the league. Um, oh, yeah. And, and just the fact that he was getting just abused nightly from whether it be the Knicks or the Pistons or even Boston, and just they knew – don't let him score. Don't let him get a touch. Go double team him. If he comes in the lane, hammer him. And he was just, I mean, some of the, the shots that they're showing of him just getting physically, I mean, destroyed, mm-hmm. you forget how physical the league was back then. Um, and that's something that has stood out to me. I agree with you, Randy, that it, when I look at LeBron, he is a physical specimen that is just unlike anything I've ever seen. And that then makes me think, wow, Jordan was great physically. I mean, he was, he could jump, he could move, he was quick, he was all those things. But my God, he was doing it maybe with a lesser body, if that's mm-hmm. something to say. I mean, he still was cut, he's still ripped, he's still a great baseball, uh, basketball player, and not a bad baseball player. But look at what he's going through on a nightly basis with that body as opposed to what LeBron was doing in a league that seems to be, at least in my opinion, <clears throat> physically way more tougher. That's what I'm seeing. Danny Mac is here. Carriker and Smallman, we're going to cross it over to Scoops with Danny Mac next on 101 ESPN. Back in the day, 1380 AM was the ESPN affiliate. It was 1380 ESPN, and I worked there for a while. And my first show at 1380 ESPN was after Bernie's morning show, and it was from 10 to 11 in the morning, and I couldn't believe how fast it went. And now Danny Mack Let's is hope here. it goes fast. Yeah. <laughs> Scoops, Scoops with Danny Mack is going to take place every morning from 10 to 11 here on 101 ESPN, and it's awesome to have you to be able to hear your voice every day. I miss it. I, I, you know, it's one of the things I'm sure I'll get into with um, the show is, is do I miss sports as a fan? Of course I do, just like everybody else. But I've been doing this, Randy, you know, since I've been 17, 18 years old, like you and, and Michelle. And 
And so I, I miss being behind the mic. I enjoy doing it. I love interviewing people. I, I absolutely love it. And so that's one of the things I'll, I'll get into. Um, I'm very appreciative to, to Tommy Mattern and John Kiowski for the opportunity. And uh, so interviews, info, um, try to make it move quickly. It's only an hour, so I could do that in my sleep, which I enjoy. And uh, I don't look at it as like, I got to fill an hour. I look at it like I don't have enough time for all the different things I want to talk about or get into. And it won't be just about um, baseball. I'm sure I'll lean towards that. And, I, and, and I'm sure a lot of fans will say, that's good. I, I miss baseball. I want to hear baseball. But I want to get into other sports, too. And I've got some opinions. I'm not going to be some guy yelling and screaming. Just info. I, I like doing that. I like giving info to people and, and informed opinions. There are going to be some mornings where Michelle and I are going to be doing interviews in our sleep. There 100%. probably are. <laughs> Without a doubt. Here's the beauty, though, with Randy, because I used to do some morning drive with Randy back in the day. And, and if you were producing for Randy, and you guys should hold him to this, Randy many times would show up with donuts or coffee or maybe bacon and eggs or he's a, a very good baker so i think maybe it's incumbent on randy to make sure he provides uh the food and and make sure that he provides something that let, let's just say it, it makes sure that you know that he cares about you so that means crispy creams dunkin donuts whatever the case well, may be dan i'll do respect to those it's but... about you caring for your yeah. co-workers randy <laughs> and, and trust me they will be taken care of but you and I both have a partnership with the best bakery in town, Shook Stores. That's where you got to go. Absolutely. So that's where the donuts and the bagels and uh, the other terrific baked items will come from. It is funny in a way. Not, I try to take positives out of things, but people are like, Dude, I hear you more in Schnooks than I have <laughs> in the last year on television. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it's. I, but I am proud to be associated with Dave Peacock and Schnooks and to voice those things and work on the TV spots. Um, we did a lot of things, especially when things had initially hit with the virus. Uh, Dave reaching out to me to try to get local celebrities to wish his workers well. Mm-hmm. It was not going out to the public, and it was just an internal use just to kind of make sure they know they're being appreciated. It was amazing how many of the athletes I contacted or local celebrities stepped up to to give a nice message because they are on the front line and yeah. every single mm-hmm. day people coming through those stores. So God bless them. The work they've done is amazing. Incredible. They've been leaders in the community. They have. And, and it's great to have a great St. Louis institution like that, that Michelle and uh, Colin Surrey and Freeze Pops, you'll get donuts from. Yeah. And thank you for holding Randy accountable for that. Yeah, absolutely. Because I want him to carry on that tradition. I know <clears throat> as a former producer of the Fastlane, he brought in baked goods quite often. But Dan, I have to tell you, I'm a little concerned because while Randy and I are very lucky to have this opportunity, you can't meet two people who are less of morning people than Randy and I are. <laughs> so, you know, day one in the book's good, but a month from now, getting up this early might not look so good for Randy. Well, and that's I. what I said to Randy during the break. Um, you had walked out of the studio and um, Randy said, I had no problems getting up this morning. I said, I'll check back in with you on Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) It'll catch up. But you know what? Uh, Once you get into a routine, I, I think it just you get used to it. Exactly.